Welcome to the Ladies at the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I want you to come on a journey with me as I navigate the world of digital marketing, women in leadership, and pretty much everything in between. Each week, you can expect me to talk about all things trending, work-life balance, and how I'm keeping things fun in all the places. Are you ready to pump up the jam? If so, let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ladies of the Lab. I'm so excited because I feel like I have a sister friend in here today. There's a sense of familiarity and letting it all hang out because I have a, another team member in with me today. Uh, she was on our first episode uh, this season, and I was excited to introduce Lauren, who is a social media assistant here at Borough Business Lab, but also uh, big things have been happening with Society 615, our sister agency, and she does um, influencer relations for that. So welcome back. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I know. I feel like we need to get all the updates on your dog because I've told you that I'm obsessed and then all of the things that have been happening which I'm sure we can get into um, but I, I've, I love to have outside guests because I love that perspective but then there's a comfort in having somebody on that gets kind of the day-to-day life of what we do here which is a constant madhouse for it, sure <laughs> <laughs> were you expecting that whenever you came to work full-time well, it's wait. I, hold on, pull back. When we did the first episode, you weren't full time yet. No, okay. I was part time, doing a lot of things, but still part time, not full time yet. Yeah. And that was kind of like what my tree of trust was on the first episode was me yeah. talking about all of that. Yeah, there. Um, I do think that whenever you come to work in any job, there's an acclimation and there's an integration period of time where you're kind of learning the language and all of that. But I feel like you have been learning the language and teaching the language and building the systems and doing all the things. So you kind of drank out of the fire hose. For sure. Yeah. Kind of what I was saying was, um, back to your question of what did you think you're going to get into when you got into it working here? So Definitely a positive experience overall. Like, I've had so many different jobs this year. I was talking to Dean about it. He was like, so how many jobs have you had before you worked here? And I was like, um, a lot. Kind of all over the place. Because really, I think I'm one of those people that I'm definitely always look for the positive and give people the benefit of the doubt kind of thing. So whenever I go to work for somebody, I'm like, this is going to be great. Like, all these positive things are going to happen. We're going to do all the things. It's going to be great. And then it's not always like that, which is unfortunate. So definitely coming to work here, it was great just to be in a positive environment where everybody truly does lift each other up. And I know a lot of people are like, just say things to say things, but truly a positive environment where people actually care about your well-being and it's more than just a job. Yeah. I love that. And I, I do feel like that's kind of the comfort on the days that it gets really hard or as with any job, you just get super overwhelmed or you're literally like waving the white flag. There's always a person here that you can put all your cards on the table and they just nod their head and they go, I get it. Like I have felt that way too. You're not alone. And nine times out of 10, somebody's going, how can I help? Right. Um, I hope that's been your experience anyway. So um, anyway, things have changed wildly. So um, I'm excited to hear kind of in this episode 
um, all that you are experiencing in the day-to-day operations of Society 615, which is our sister agency and influencer agency. Uh, But prior to getting into that, I thought that we would go into our normal segments and we'll start with, you could do a weekend recap or what you've been up to. What's up with you? Um, so kind of a weekend recap. I went to fall retreat. I serve with our youth ministry at my church in Murfreesboro and I work with our freshman girls, but for fall retreat, we went to this camp. I'm not going to name the camp and you'll see why later, Uh (laughs) but zero out of 10 stars. Yeah. Zero out of 10 stars (laughs) will not be returning (laughs) reviews and reputation. Yeah, literally. (laughs) So we went to camp as far as like the whole experience with like my church and everything went great. Definitely got to love and grow closer on these students, but literally I did not think this was going to happen. We went to camp, but basically we did this high ropes course and I've done them before. So it wasn't like my first time or whatever. Uh, You wouldn't catch me on that (laughs) because literally I am a little bit scared of heights and there's like, it's a, you're on a rope. Like there's no out. You wouldn't catch me on it. That Well, that's, I probably will never do it again after this experience. Oh no. What happened? So basically to even get up to the ropes course, you have to climb this giant rope ladder. And of course you see all the people do it before you and all these young kids are like, oh, that's easy. I got this. No biggie. Mm-mm. No, that was totally a lie. I told to myself. Yeah. So Basically, you're on a belay and then three people from our church were on the team that are like holding you. And then there's the leader from the camp that's supposed to be directing them and making sure everything's okay. Like they're supposed to be knowing what they're doing. Yes, basically. And so I get halfway up the ladder and they're like, oh, the belay is behind the ladder. It's supposed to be in front. Can you help us get it? And girl, there is no way I'm not as strong as I used to be. I was barely holding myself up. I would not have upper body strength. No, so I was ma'am. like, there's no way. That would be the last that. strength I have is upper body. Yeah. And so then they're like, okay, well, you just need to come back down. So I'm coming back down and I do not feel secure. Like I feel very loose. I don't feel like they're not helping hold myself up at all. And I've been up holding myself and I'm like, I'm going to drop. So I say to the lady, I say, do they have me? Can I jump? Cause I cannot hold myself up. Like I'm going to fall if I don't jump. And she's like, yes, you can jump. She lied. I jumped. It was like eight feet and I fell flat on my back. <gasps> that is, did it knock the wind out of you? Yeah. Like, did I you just cry felt, immediately? I didn't cry cause I was just so disoriented. Like, I'm like, did that really just happen? Like I felt like I blacked out. And so did you hit your head or just your back? I don't know. Cause it all happened so fast, but I, pretty sure I just fell like flat on my back and I like got up and she was like are you okay like that's totally on me and like again I'm disoriented so all the adrenaline is going so I'm not feeling any pain yet because my body is just in shock so like I'm not even thinking it was like that bad so I climb again so then I go so then I go all the way back up and I barely make it up and then I just come back down after that but basically like the people who saw it were like, oh my gosh. And they were just like, are you okay? Like, and then the pain starts hitting me. And all the people did for me the entire remainder of my trip was they gave me ibuprofen. And then they tried to make me feel like it was my fault, like that I fell or that it wasn't even that bad. Just like gaslit. They, like, they would always be like, are you okay? And of course my same response was, I'm sore and it hurts. Like, that's all I can tell you. 
And she said, well, I feel like we all feel sore after this weekend. And I was no, like, ma'am. no, ma'am. Mm-mm. And I just walked away because I'm like, I can't. I'll go off on this lady. There is something to be said about like, I messed up. Like right. one of the things that we value here at Bro Business Life is like, be humble. Like sometimes you, all God's children are going to have to say, I screwed up. I right. failed. I made a mistake. And instead of like shifting blame or covering what appears to be a pretty serious event, you just say, I'm sorry. And you check in and you try your best to accommodate the rest of the time. Right. Or like I would have got like a doctor or something to check me out because thank God, like I went to my chiropractor and like everything's all good, like checked me out and everything. But like I could have seriously been hurt and they did nothing about it. Oh, you could have broken your neck. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, if I needed a list of reasons to never get on a ropes course. There that, you go. That's and it's really A-okay. sad because I love doing them because I've done them before and like yeah. really enjoyed it. And now I probably won't do it again unless it's like an electric yeah. belay that could that controls me and not a person. Right. So did you get home late Sunday? Yeah, we got to church on Sunday morning and we all att- attended church together. And then, yeah. So you were probably in it like happened a wheelchair on, on Sunday. It happened on Saturday mm-hmm. in the afternoon. And then we got back Sunday morning. So, Well, that's always a fun way to start the yes. week. Hopefully the rest yeah, of the week. Yeah, I started is- going to the doctor and was like, am I okay? Am I yeah. broken? Is do I need an fine? MRI? Yeah. I was like, is he going to do x-rays? Like I want him to do x-rays. But he didn't do x-rays. And he was like, he like did all, you know, the magic things like the chiropractors do. Mm-hmm. And he like adjusted me and he's like, I think you're just out of whack, but if you're still in pain by the end of the week, then we'll do stuff. Well, but hopefully you're better. Do you feel I've better? been feeling like better. Like it's still sore, but it's nothing compared to like what it's been. So <sighs> I'm so sorry. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, wait, nobody got time for that, but we can't be down and out. Yeah, we can be, but it's hard. So, but yeah, that's what happened over the weekend for me. Gl- definitely glad to be back. Yeah, well, we're also um, in cover mode for our girl, Faith, who's getting married this week. So My work bestie's gone. And my work wife is getting married to somebody else. What the heck? Leaving us in the dust. Hashtag wedding week for Faith. (laughs) But um, I know that you came back to a lot of stuff to do, so hopefully... You're not as injured yes. and you don't feel like you're actually getting a bag, bag of crap dumped right. on you. <laughs> You've got this. I yes, believe in you. we can do it. I told Faith the other day, I was like, you know what? We're just going to start holding our baseball gloves up. And, and when the balls come out, we're just going to catch them. Yep. You just, if you can, just stick your, we're going to do that. Um, so anyway, well, a little bit about what I had going on this weekend. I always have to think about it because it's like a time warp. Um, and I get confused. I don't know what I did. We saw Taylor, the concert, (gasps) the movie. Mm -hmm. It was epic. It was really amazing. Um, my husband went and then we literally inundated our whole TikTok feed all weekend, but it was like, there are two types of people that go to see the movie and it's like all the girls like screaming the songs and then it's like all the dads like yeah Jacob at one point was asleep because it's almost three hours that sounds like my dad every time we go to the movies he always falls asleep and I yell at him yeah and he's like what well, was just boring I said definitely was not boring you're you just fell asleep well normally I would be the one to go to sleep in the movies I don't go I don't watch movies like it's hard for me to sit still and quiet and focused for that long without my body, like literally just triggering that it's time for me to go night night. So, um, that would not have been me though at this because 
I had a ton of FOMO this summer because everybody went. You went, right? Yeah, I went. Mm -hmm. And Faith went. And a couple of my friends went. And so. You didn't go. I didn't go. Um, And then it was literally all that you saw all summer. Literally the whole TikTok feed. And it was all of these people tracking like what's my secret song going to be, like my special song going to be. Their outfits. Yeah, all the outfits. And, And I was just like you know, my hands against the glass and it's like raining outside and like a single tear trickles down my face because I love her. Um, but anyway, it's neither here nor there. So I I was not going to miss this opportunity. And my friend Liz was like, get on, get tickets for this time. Cause they sold out even for the movies, which is buck wild. Like I remember when she like announced it and it went live and my sister said, I got my ticket. It's already sold out. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So that's, I mean, she just, she told me what to do. I didn't even look at what the price was. I just picked it in like the kids prices were $13 a ticket. And, and you're like, oh. I know. And so, and the, I think the adult prices were $19 and 99. You're like, look what I pay compared to you both. Exactly. <laughs> and there were all the easy Easter eggs. Anyway. So we went and watched that and my girls dressed up and it was a whole thing. Uh, so we did that and that was fun. And then on Sunday, my, we celebrated my sister's birthday, which is fun, especially this time of year, because we all get together at my mom's house and she always asks us, like, I love traditions, like things that you do with your family that you do and it's tried and true and it never goes left or right. Like Jacob's family does Christmas Eve the same way every single year, same food, same vibe, like and I love that because I know what to expect and I can look forward to it. So with birthdays, um, our family's tradition is that whoever's birthday it is, we all get to have together and have dinner. They pick the dinner that we're having. They pick their cake and we just hang out. And so I love this time of year. And so getting to get together with all of my family was super nice. And so we did that. And then Monday night football, the Cowboys won. So it's been a good start to the week. Work is always crazy, but just doing the things, making yep. things happen. Um, so that's a little bit about what we've been up to. Uh, let's get into our next segment. I love to talk about current favorites, but I was having a hard time coming up with something this morning. That's my favorite. But I think I, I think I found it. I think I know what it is. Do you want to start? You want me to start? You to start. Okay. So this kind of gets into my tree of trust a little bit. I have got to get things done right now. There is no time to dilly dally. And if I'm in the zone specifically at work, I have learned never would have ever bought this desk, but it's a standing desk. Oh, yes. I've seen you in here. Standing. Standing. I am my current favorite right now. If I'm in the zone is standing again. There's something for me about sitting still. Like if I sit still, you can call it ADHD. You could call it ants in my pants, like twitchy leg. I don't know what it is. But there's something for me if I stand, I am hyper focused and I'm a little uncomfortable, honestly, like it makes my back hurt a little bit, but I'm not too super comfortable to where like I get lazy or my focus gets lax or whatever. So it's funny, um, Jacob, my husband's been working from home since 2020 and we talk about this all the time because like he sits eight hours a day and he's like, it's a lot. I'm like, we should just buy you a standing desk. Like I never would have known that I like and appreciate this desk, but I have used it. So current favorite is standing. I 
want to get one of those treadmills. Yes. I got and targeted. they have pink ones. Do they really? Yes. I got targeted for one of those on Instagram, but I was like, this is a hundred percent who I am. I would, I would use it every single day as long as my body would allow me to for the extent. But the only thing I'm concerned about is coordination. Like, would it be so much that I had to focus on what my feet Mm. were doing? Because if you've ever been on a treadmill, like if you don't pay attention, you could step off that joker or like, like rip your uh, tennis shoe off on the side of the belt or whatever. So there've been a couple of times where I'm like, I'd like to have one of those, but I'd be afraid a little bit. Like if you get hyper-focused on something that you're working on and then you forget what your feet are doing. And then next thing you know, you're on the floor. Yeah. Somebody didn't hold up the thing and you're smack dab on your back. So anyway, that's my current favorite. What's your current favorite? Um, my current favorite is the skeletons we got from Aldi for Halloween decorations. They're like five foot. Stop it. Yes. So I've, I love Halloween. My family doesn't love it as much as me, but it's last okay if they're wrong. Yeah. Last year when we did trick or treat, my dad was like, okay, we can decorate next year. And again, it's one of those things where it's like, he says stuff like that. And then he forgets that he said it. So I'm like, I'm going to hold you to it. Cause I remember everything. So I wrote it down. I have the receipts and the date and you signed it. So it's October, you know, so I'm like, okay, we got to decorate. We don't have anything because we did. They normally just do like fall stuff. And I always be looking at the Aldi finds when they come out every week. Yes, ma'am. And so they had the skeletons, the five foot ones. So we put them in our little rocking chairs on the outside. And then we also got these hanging witch hats and put them up and that's my favorite is our skeletons. Otis was very scared of them at first when we were putting them together, but now I think he's okay with them. Listen, two things. I love a good Aldi find. Let me just be clear. I got the um, the Yeti mug dupe from Ooh. there, and it's like a lavender color, and it was $7, and that joker is legitimate. Um, my husband came home and surprised me with that because I found it on TikTok, and I was like, look at this, yes. and they come out this week. Um, so if you're not following all oh, finds on TikTok, like you're missing an opportunity. The other thing I have wondered about, I would be curious what the price of those skeletons are. I have thought about that. I bet those jokers are expensive. Yeah, they were like, I think $30. See, I would have thought more in like the $75 range just because. I think it also depends where you get them to. Like right. probably if you went to Target, they'd be $70. Totally. Probably. That's why I appreciate an Aldi find. I can't believe you found them. Was this at the new Aldi? So listen what I went through for these. So I went to one Aldi. I don't She's remember, committed to I the spooky season. I don't remember which season. Aldi I went to, but they didn't have them. And I was like, so we asked them to look in their directory to see if any of the other Aldis had them. Yeah. And they're like... It says they have them in stock at this Aldi. So we go to it and they didn't have them out. And so I, first I couldn't find a worker and then I hunted one down and I was like, so is there any way you could go find this for me? Because I went to another Aldi and they said that you have it here in your software. And the girl was like, I hate you. Kind of airheady. <laughs> and she was like, what? Like, <laughs> we don't sell those. I don't even think we have those. And I'm like, girl, it says in the system you do. So then another girl came out and she went and looked in the back and she got them. Shut up. Yeah. And then these other people were like, where did you get those? When I was standing in line, I said, from the back. Yeah. I work here. <laughs> I own this place. Uh, Josh brought in this week. It's a seasonal item at Aldi. I love Aldi. I love Aldi. It's so great. Um, they have churros, Ooh. and they're like they're not 
actual churros, but they're like this cinnamon twist from Taco Bell. I know Bell. what you're talking about, yes. And so Josh comes in last week and he's like throwing bags of churros everywhere. He's like, you got to get all of them whenever they're out because they only come they out don't one restock, time. Right, yeah. and so they're so good and they taste just like the Taco Bell ones, which take me to like my childhood. Um, so anyway, get on, get on the Aldi. Yeah. If you don't go down the Aldi finds aisle, when you go to Aldi, you're doing it wrong. You are totally doing it wrong. Not to mention pro tip. They have the best bluebell ice cream selection in town. You can find things there that you will not find at Kroger or public. So if you go to Aldi hashtag, give them, tell them you found out from ladies of the lab that there are special things about Aldi and they do it like none other. So the other thing I was going to say, the one, uh, I can't remember. I was going to, oh, I was going to say I'm that person that you hate because I'm already on Christmas. I know. I know. Like I can honor Jacob. My husband does not like Halloween, like zero, zero interest in Halloween. I can get into the mood and I can appreciate it. But the first frosty morning and my brain is automatically like where's my Christmas tree at like it needs to be put up so all the TikToks about like my family coming home after they trick-or-treat and it's the guy dancing and I've put the Christmas tree up and yes like it's a yes full I've seen that so anyway um I will I will say that it's my toxic trait that I have fully skipped Halloween I've already started seeing ads for Christmas stuff or like when I'm doing my scroll for engagement things and people are posting Christmas reels and I'm like no yeah. please don't skip spooky season it's okay I can get there with you it's fine um so I'll I'll choose to commit to be there as much as I possibly and there's so can. many good Halloween movies there like, are so many good ones my probably all-time fave at the moment is Hotel Transylvania uh, and every single it's like one where they have three different movies but they're all so good like I great. honestly think the second one's better than the first one yeah Sadie liked those when she was little um and Sadie's now older so she's into like tween type stuff and so I don't feel like Jojo's getting the full due diligence of some of these like super classics so that's inspired me I'll we'll let I will share that one with her yes because it's on Disney plus right I think it's on Hulu Hulu interesting okay I think I might actually have one on DVD or Blu-ray, and I have a Blu-ray player. Because apparently that's like the dark age. We have one too, still. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, let's move on to uh, the Tree of Trust. It's time to get in the Tree of Trust. Do you have a Tree of Trust to share? Um, no judgment. All judgments at the door. Yeah, I guess my Tree of Trust was is just trying to find peace in the chaos. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that. But definitely just like, I just feel like even this year, just like my life has just been chaos. And there's always, I've gone through a lot of change this year. I've never really gone through that much change in one time. So that's been hard for me because I'm definitely like a routine person. And like you said, like traditions and things like that, I'm very much so in staying in that kind of lane and knowing what's going to happen and things like that. So this year I've just had a lot of changes happen, especially just in my work life and dif- trying to figure out my career and my path and doing all these different jobs, just kind of trying to make it and keep it on. So that's been a lot for me. So definitely just working on trying to find peace in the chaos and being okay with things changing and that 
things when things change they're happening for a reason even if we don't know the reason and that's really hard for me because I'm like oh well if I know like I have to do this because this is going to be the outcome then okay let's do it I don't want to but I know this is going to happen so not knowing what's happening and why things are happening trying to really find trust and have faith in God that what he's doing and that he's working it out for my good because again like I know I talked in the first episode kind of about um comparison and wanting thinking I was going to be somewhere and wanting to be at a certain place in my life and I'm just not there yet at all so trying to just be patient and be thankful that for the good things that are happening and trying to see why I'm at this stage in life and not necessarily a stage that I want to be in. Totally. I don't, your tree of trust is very similar to mine. Um, I think last week I talked a lot about kind of the shame that I get into that, like I'm only as valuable as what I can do or what the tasks are that are in front of me. And um, I think that there are a lot of things that play into that feeling of chaos and overwhelmed and I'm only as good as the work that I can pump out and if I pump out more then I'll be worth more and I think that there are a lot of things that play into kind of that toxic spiral that we get ourselves into and anxiety and being overwhelmed is one of them um feel like just big big feelings and being tired yeah Um, I think all compounds it so I'm not making it small I'm just choosing to not let it be as big as it was last week for me. Um, the feelings are still there, but it's just not as big because I don't think I'm as tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that I am as anxious. And so kind of my tree of trust for this week has been <clears throat> coming out of a week of just like shame and anxiety is I'm only capable of doing what I've been given to do today. And I can do no more and I can do no less. And so in thinking of ways to cope, not that you're looking for this, just my personal practice in times of like chaos and just being overwhelmed. Um, I'm a person of faith. And so the Lord just laid on my heart this week, like you, you might not know what your purpose in this season is other than to just pray and like praying is the battle. Like that is the unseen thing that we're doing. Uh, that kind of is bigger than all the rest of it, bigger than all the work, bigger than all the drama, bigger than all the problems. The real battle is the prayer. And so I felt super convicted. I was like, I was overwhelmed last week and I felt connected with the Lord, but I like, how often was I praying in those moments where I was just like anxious and full of shame. And so I was like, that this is a coping mechanism. The prayer and the dependence and the faith is a way for me to kind of tackle and approach this feeling of overwhelmed. Um, but the other thing I realized was like, I love all of those and maybe this is unhealthy, but I don't really care. It helps me. It's all of those memes of like, you've got to put your hair in a messy bun and throw on some gangster rap and slam a diet Coke and then just get it done. Like just karate chop, karate chop as hard as you can for as long as you can until you've said, until you know that's enough for today. Mm -hmm. And so this week, that's kind of like, I had to take on like my monster fighter mentality. And a lot of people shut down when they're overwhelmed and like just go to bed. And I'm the exact opposite. So I was like, I'm going to pray and I'm going to channel what my defense mechanism is which is just to do and I'm just gonna hone it and just knock some stuff out and so 
that's just what I'm doing. And I, I still feel the weight of the work that's not done because our job is never done. The nature of this work is that it's never done, but I'm doing what I can do. And when I come to a good stopping point, I'm saying that's enough for today, fully compartmentalizing my time. Um, and another thing about me is like, I have a lot to do at home right now too, like with my kids and with our house. And so I don't take my shoes off when I get home. Like I don't sit down because if I sit down, it's over. Right. And so if I have it, the strength within me and the will within me to just tackle work when I'm at work and kill, 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 and then take a breather and then get home and say at this time, I'm going to go for this. And then I'm going to go as hard as I can to do this, 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 and this in this order it's like a plan of attack. And then I'm just like waging war, um, in each place. Uh, but I don't take my shoes off because if I take my shoes off, like it's over. If I sit down, like I'm not coming back from this. And so, you know, sometimes we can, I don't think that there's anything wrong with being sad or disappointed or anxious or ashamed or whatever feeling we're feeling, but we can either choose that choose to let that thing dominate us or we can choose to practice in faith or practice exercising or getting sunshine or drinking water or whatever. And then just going, you know what? I don't have time to feel sorry for myself. I have to get up and I have to go. And so I think going back to what you were saying, like allowing your faith and, and the trust that you have, that this is just for a season and you'll look back on the season. I know that I do because I'm in a season very similar to what I was when I first went full time at Borough Business Lab. And I just have to go, you know what? I got to pull up my big girl pants for a period of time and know that at some point it's coming like the evening out of whatever I'm feeling right now. It is on its way. Just not today. Yeah. And I don't know how long it's going to be, but I promise you'll look back and go, that freaking sucked. But look what I did and look what I learned and look at maybe these mistakes I made and how I was able to correct or what we were able to build to protect from blah, blah, blah happening in the future. And I think a lot of the times it's like just dealing with the feelings as they come because you're like, I didn't necessarily sign up for this. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot more here that I just wasn't aware of. And that's just reality. That's just the world. Um, but anyway, I just talked a lot to say, I feel you. I'm in the same season myself. I hate change. I'm not adaptable. These are things about me that I wish that I could change. But in those seasons, it's like, okay, I can sit here and feel that crap about it and not do anything and eat popcorn and watch trash television. Or I can just go, you know what, I'm going to spend these couple of hours just going ham on whatever I've got in front of me. Just try my best to get caught up. For sure. And I feel like definitely one thing that I'm working on is being able to give yourself grace at the end of the day, like kind of going back to you talking about knowing when to stop for the day with work and things like that and kind of what I've been doing which I need to get away for is I more so just kind of go to my brain is like ugh, yeah. you cannot do anymore like I'm just not functioning but being able to whenever you do stop work give yourself grace and know that like it's still going to be there tomorrow and just because you still have so much to do doesn't mean that you didn't get anything done totally. and that's kind of where I struggle is I'm like you and I'm a overthinker and I'm always constantly playing things in my mind of, of things that haven't been done and what needs to be done. Or I'll also spiral and be like, oh, if this doesn't happen, then this is going to happen and like start making up fake scenarios in my head. And then I give myself anxiety for something that's not even real. Totally. So just trying to give yourself grace that 
you are doing a good job and just because you didn't check every single thing off your to-do list in that day doesn't mean that you failed or that you're behind. Totally. I have a sign in my kitchen and my friend bought it for me for Christmas because she knows who I am and she knows that I spend a good bit of my time in the kitchen at the house. It's just like the out that's the post for a mother is in the kitchen for whatever reason and it's fine I don't actually mind it but the sign it says in my windowsill and and it says let whatever you do today be enough and I'm like okay Lord like you've given me these 10 hours and I know about myself not in a prideful way that I will literally go until my body's on the ground but at some point what I do today has to be enough and so only let me do what I'm supposed to do today. And so just asking for the Lord to offer me that discernment, and that conviction when it is time to stop, make it clear and make it evident. And so I think he's been faithful to do that for me because I'm very much like you, if it's not all done, I'm just like, well, I'll just pack my stuff and uh, I'm never coming back. Like, yeah. um, fire me. It's over. Uh, or whatever, but, but they tell me here all the time. They're like, it will be here tomorrow. Yes. When you get here is somebody's house. And I'm like, to their and I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. But still in my head, I'm like, yeah, no, I totally get that. So thanks for sharing. Yes. I know that there are people that can empathize with that whole scenario. Um, especially if you're just spinning a lot of plates or you have a lot of responsibilities in different areas or you're learning something new. Like it's crazy, like to be learning something new or developing something new is a big, big responsibility. And it's okay not to have it all together. That's definitely what I've been learning that season because this season is crazy. And like I said, all the change, all the things, all the chaos. And like, what's that analogy? It's like, like a duck, like they look all peaceful and calm and collected above water. But what you don't see like is their feet underwater, like chucking on for dear life. And kind of, I feel like that's what people might necessarily like think of me and so then I put it on myself that I'm like I need to be like the duck above the water all the time and not let them see what I look like under the water and just trying to just let it all out and be like it's okay you're doing your best you don't have to have it all together and you probably honestly won't ever have it all together ultimately because that's why we have God because only he has it all together not us so my um Jacob uh not Jacob Jeremy uh his wife Elizabeth um she is the most kind like teacher and she's so inspirational and um, she was teaching me this process when I, I used to work for Elizabeth and Jeremy before I came to work at Borough Business Lab. I did contract work for them and she was teaching me this process and I was like, dude, I just, I didn't do it well. I didn't do it fast enough. And so we always talk about first day at Dollywood and when you go to Dollywood for the first time, you've never been there before Disney World or whatever. Yeah. You go there, the first day is clumsy and you don't get as much done in the first day at Dollywood because you've never done it before. You don't know what lines are this and you don't know where this food and you don't know the best way to get from here to there. It's the first day at Dollywood. And so... I think a lot of what we're doing is innovative and it's ever changing. And so there are a lot of going back to this is the first time that we've done this and navigating the first time is not always the fastest or the easiest or the quickest or the best because we're just learning how to navigate. And so I say it around here all the time, like, and I'll say it to you in a new job, in a new role, in new things everywhere, figuring out 
how to do it. It's just the first day at Dollywood for a while. Yeah. And then the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then before you know it, like you're just running the show, like the back of your hand, because you've got the reps underneath you and your old hat, like you're an OG, you've been here, done that and what have you. So Anyway, anytime you get into it and you're like, I haven't done enough. I didn't do it f- fast enough. I made this mistake. Just like first day at Dollywood. Yep. I'm going to get there. So yes, I use that analogy all the time. So if anybody else gets that shout out to Elizabeth, um, if anybody else gets that and needs to use it, you're welcome. We'll pay, we'll pay Elizabeth royalties on that. Yes, so. for sure. All right. So let's get into the meat of our episode. Um, just so excited because, um, uh, Josh, uh, Dean, and Jeremy have this business, uh, Society 615, and it feels both and, and the same as, but not, uh, but it is a sister agency of Borough Business Lab, and it is digital marketing, but in a different vein, in a super cool and innovative way. Uh, we do influencer marketing at Society 615. We are we also are doing graphic design and branding, um, and we're just excited to kind of strategically um, make a plan and build the business um, and do that in conjunction with Borough Business Lab. And so, um, not only does Lauren work for Borough Business Lab in our social media department, uh, she has tr- blazed a trail as an influencer uh, relations specialist, and she's also an influencer on our <laughs> list of influencers. So she knows how to do it. She is a product of the product, and I think knows how to manage relationships there really well with both uh, our influencer catalog, but also the small businesses that are using this. So First, tell us a little bit about Society 615, kind of what the mission, the heart, and the idea is behind it, and then a little bit about what you do uh, for Society 615. So Society 615, really, it kind of was formed based off the idea that if you see someone that you like, know, and trust on social media promoting a product or service, that you're way more likely to want to try that product or service rather than just seeing like a Facebook ad or overly produced TV commercial that you're just automatically tuning out in your mind without even realizing it. So kind of from that idea, Society 615 was formed and our mission is connecting local brands with local voices. So really, I think there's kind of a bias towards influencer marketing like a lot of people think oh influencers like you have to be bougie it has to be this for this big corporate company but really what we're trying to do is do it on a local level with small businesses because I know Borough Business Lab is all about loving on small businesses and building up people in our community and really being able to create that network so that's really what we're trying to do through Society 615 and helping people realize that influencer marketing you are just as capable and have access to using it for your small business than a big corporate company who does. So really trying to get people away from that bias and let them know that, hey, this is accessible to you. This is going to work. This is going to help your business grow. Not only is it going to help your business grow, but you're also going to be building relationships and getting to network with people and really help build our community in the 615 area. So Society 615, kind of how they got the name is 615 Middle Tennessee. So it's not necessarily just Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but all the 615 area. So we're building a community across um, Middle Tennessee, and we want you to be a part of it. Yeah. So I'm a a dumb it down kind of gal. And so I'm also a bottom line kind of gal. And 
it's quite affordable for what you're getting, but then also you get to keep the user generated content. And so for, for layman's terms, that means if Lauren goes and makes a reel for my business and she posts it on her social media because she's my influencer, I get to keep that reel. Am I right or am I yes, right? Yes, you get to keep it and repurpose it however you want. So whether that be you post it on your website or you make like a commercial out of it or my favorite thing to tell small businesses is to have them repost it onto their social media so that you're getting multiple spread and awareness across your channels and reaching multiple audiences. So one thing that we do when we pair influencers with small businesses is we really want to make it a perfect match. So we're not just going to just send you anybody, oh, they make really good content, so let's make them your influencer. We really want to find people that are passionate about your product and your brand as well as have the same target audience that you're trying to hit. So for example, um, one person we work with is a local kind of antique home decor store and their target audience is they reach a lot more of women in their 60s just from coming into their store but their target audience is more like in women in their 30s young moms people um, me building a family moving into a new house things like that so our goal is really to help make that perfect match so that you're not just getting a beautiful piece of content delivered to you. It's going to be doing work for you and your business. Right. So coming from a digital marketing standpoint, the reason I love being a sister agency to Society 615 is I have to burp. I have had so much water and I feel like every episode right now I'm belching. It's okay. I take medicine for acid reflux. I do too, but apparently anyway. So one thing that I love about having a sister agency uh, Society 615 is I always tell people if you come to me and you say Megan I want to do digital marketing for my company and I say okay give me all of your money and we're going to put it in this one hole and we're just going to guarantee hope and pray that this one hole this one area of marketing it just makes your company pop off I'm terrible at my job I'm terrible at my job and so I always tell people you have to diversify and there's different philosophies around how you market your business, how you have presence online. And this is just another way for our clients and our new clients that come in to be able to diversify the real estate that they have in the digital world, specifically with social media. And so what I love for that business is their, you know, their natural traffic is the 15, 60 year old woman. She's like, Hey, I'm trying to switch up the game and, and catch a new audience. And this is a great way for me to do that. And if you're wanting to make it make sense, I always tell people, I think Dean used this analogy whenever we had the kickoff party, but it was like, uh, it, with with certain methods that we do at Borough Business Lab, it takes six months to have like really good visibility. And with influencer marketing, marketing it takes 60 seconds. Yeah, it's essentially word of mouth marketing, but you can do it at a much faster rate. Yeah, because... And, and reach more people, way more people. Right, so what we, you know, I'd say our target f amount of followers per se for our catalog is a minimum of like a thousand, uh, 1200. So let's say you have four influencers working on your campaign. You immediately have an audience of 4,000 people immediately, not to mention if they're using trending sounds and their right. reel goes viral. So in my brain, like 
that's a lot of people. And that's a lot of people in your quote target audience. And so if we're making it make sense on paper, I think a lot of small businesses might go, that's dumb. Like that wouldn't really work for my small business, but I dare you to come in and let me tell you why it would make sense down to like a pest control company. We, we were talking about influencer marketing for a pest control company. And I said to my husband, I was like, if I was influencing a pest control company could come in and inspect my house for X, Y, or Z or spray my house for X, Y, Z. And I will make a TikTok about it all day and all night or a reel about it all day and all night. And I, my target audience and their target audience being me, the, you know, stay at home mom or the decision maker for the household, they're going to go, Oh, I know Megan, she doesn't play games and she's pretty cheap. Probably going to call them (laughs) up on the phone. So if, if you are not, if you have not been open to the conversation up until this point, I think it is worth bringing to the table. Hey, could influencer marketing work for my business because of the reach, because of the exposure, because of the word of mouth, just like through a megaphone. And if you think about it, everybody is an influencer, just not everybody gets paid for influencing. Totally. So for me personally, if I want to try a proctor service or I'm looking for a doctor or anything, what am I going to do? I'm going to go find somebody that I trust. So rather that be a friend or a family member or somebody at my church who I know knows something about that or has a connection, I'm going to go to them. So really, in essence, basically what we're doing is we're taking net kind of like the organic way of doing that and gaslighting it and putting it on a fast lanes. That doesn't even make sense. No, I was tracking with you. You uh, were tracking with me? Yeah. Gaslighting totally. it, put it on a fast Gaslighting is, yeah. Like I, I mean, make we're just, gaslighting a positive. No, we are pushing the pedal to the metal. I'm a, you're, you're on, your foot's on the gas. Yes. I, I was tracking with you. Okay, okay. And <laughs> I love that. I'm going to use that. Let's gaslight this thing. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, basically in essence, and even a lot of what I do, and I know I'm not the only one that do that, does this is that I will literally go to TikTok and if there's like say a sweater or some kind of shoes that I've been wanting and I'm like I want to get a review I'm not going to go like the I guess the old way of doing things is probably you would go to the website then look at the reviews on the thing and scroll I'm going to go to TikTok I'm going to type in the shoes that I'm looking for and then press enter. And then all these videos of people reviewing it are going to come up and I'm going to watch all of those. And then based off what people said is what I'm going to do. So basically we're managing all that for you so that you don't have to do it for yourself. What would you say is your best thing about like, I get it and I get excited when I talk about it. What would you say is the thing that makes you the most excited when you're talking about influencer marketing? Like, why do you think it's genius? Like, if you were selling somebody on, like, this is a no-brainer, this is a slam dunk, would it be the automatically word of mouth to 4,000 people? Or, like, I just, I think it makes sense. The value of it is there for me. Um, It's a light bulb moment. So I don't know if along the way you've just gone, duh, like, this is a no-brainer. I think too, like one way I think about it is we're putting a face to your reviews. So a lot of times when I go and look at reviews and I look at all the words, you're like, yeah, but who is this person that wrote this review? Who's giving this testimonial? Like, are they really giving it because they believe in this product or were they just like, oh, if you leave so many reviews, like we'll give something to you. So I really think it's genius that we're putting a face to your reviews and then 
having that sent out to your audience. So there, and again, like we're not, we don't just put people to put people with businesses and just to make some dollars. Like we're really, we have such a vetting process that with our influencers, we're not going to put them with them if they're not passionate or aren't going to use it in their everyday life. So, you know, these are real people with real feelings and real recommendations that they're going to give you their honest opinion. And through that, you're not only helping your business, but you're helping people in our community. Yeah. I love that. Who's your big fish? Like what type of business is the one that you're like, dude, it would be genius if we did influencer marketing for this type of business. Cause like right now we do for like a boutique hotel, we have a, you know, a home furnishing store. Like we have, you know, clothing, like we have some different clients that we're working for, but in my mind, like a coffee shop, like a local coffee shop. If like, to me, it's just like a no brainer, a slam dunk, you've got user-generated content, people on the internet that are going to get coffee at your coffee shop. So that's mine. I'm like, I'm ready to get, I'm ready to see that happen for somebody and to hop on their chance for that. I didn't know if you had some business in mind that you're like, dude, I'd love to have them. Yes, I have two. So one, I would say like an event planning business um, to have your business plan an event for an influencer and then the influencer host the event with multiple influencers and then you're getting all this content all this word of mouth they're showing your product showing your capability showing what they're gonna get for going with you because you can be like oh yeah like this is a picture of like an event we did but actually have them getting content live streaming an event and doing all of that I feel like is a no-brainer and could really pop off yeah um another one that I really want to get into is um influencer marketing in the pet industry because personally I know for me and I know a lot of people who a lot of us like our pet is our child who don't have children and people will do anything for their pet and there's so many different like gadgets and gizmos toys accessories food you name it it's like grooming grooming like literally like a person like pet are literally like people and all the things that are accessible and businesses that there are for pets I just feel like that could go really far um and I overnight boarding like there's a whole training listen we're calling out for you you're you're missing an opportunity for these dog moms out here to go influence on your behalf and again veterinarians this is where I get to into the a little bit about like the the branding aspect of things like I think that a lot of people don't know who their target audience is and they don't know how to convey a message that communicates with that target audience in a way that only they can and so being able to help hopefully in the future clients put put that language together figure out who their ideal client is and go after that and then look at the network of influencers we have to embrace that. So like for somebody that has like a, a facility that boards dogs or trains dogs or, you know, grooms dogs or whatever, like finding out who that is, letting us make suggestions based on our network of influencers to help you expedite that process and put the message out there. Like that's what gets me fired up because it's just uncharted territory. Like, get on board if you're not doing influencer marketing. I was talking to Chelsea that was on last week. She's like, I know that if if you're not doing influencer marketing, like you are missing the shot, you're missing the opportunity. Um, And so I get excited about like the ones that I really want to work with or that I want to 
meet the need. Like, I know that you have a need that we can meet and I want you to go on the journey. Like I want you to, like, I want you to have this experience. And so for me too, I go back to a practical, like being able to, um, close the sale and close the lead and answer the DMS that you're going to get and all that. Like, it's important to know that you have a sales process in place. That's just kind of the meat and potatoes of running a business, but seeing and tracking kind of what that looks like and creating a case study around successes for the influencer marketing realm. Um, not to mention the fact that with society 6152, we're going to be able to branch out and do some printed, uh, or help people with like their printed material or their logos or their brand kits with colors and vibes and aesthetics, like making it a full service situation is super, super exciting. Um, and then I'm practical if I'm nothing, you do influencer marketing for a while and you want to tap into the Facebook ads. We've talked about a lot that user generated content is your Facebook ads creative and it's repurposing and reusing for a different area. If you want to try something different for a period of time, but you've already done the legwork and you have the content. So, so many options there are. Um, what do you, like when you, let's, let's just say from the influencer standpoint, when you heard about Society 615 and saw that there was an opportunity kind of like, did you just jump at it where you approached? Like, I don't know how that worked. So I was approached about it. Oh, that's exciting. So you're so famous. I am. No, <laughs> really it is crazy. This, let me talk to you about the power of sliding in the DMs. So oh. It was, I was at this one job and I was like, I have to get out. I need to get out. And I was trying to be smart and be like, let me have a safety net. So when I leave that I'm automatically in another job, it didn't work like that, but I tried. So basically I slid into the DMs of all these companies that I was feel like I would love to work at and Mm -hmm. was like, I love that about you. I was like, Hey, this is me. I'm so, my name's Lauren and I do this and I think that I would be a great fit for your company. Are you hiring? Because I tried the home email things and you just get ghosted. I mean, you still get ghosted in the DMs, but people are going to see it. So I, you can see that it was seen Yes, and you're like, ah, come on, man. Rude. Right. So I did that. that satisfaction of knowing it was seen. Yes. Um, so one of them actually was Borough Business Lab that I reached out to and they were they actually replied. So we love that. And they're mm-hmm. just like, hey, we're not hiring right now, but we're definitely um, keep you on the list for like when we're looking. So then they started following me and like I get and I forgot they even followed me. But basically they were just like watching everything that I was doing, like until they needed somebody. And then I was approached to be the influencer. And I was like, OMG, yes. Cause my whole life I've wanted to be one. I just could never really quantify it or like get it started. Or I didn't really put as much time into it cause I was doing all the other things. So I definitely jumped on the opportunity. Then from being asked to be an influencer, I became the assistant, kind of did like behind the scenes work for Society 615. And then from that, going to running the influence relations. So really, it's been a journey climbing the ladder and getting to see from being an influencer to being behind the scenes and seeing how the process works. Was your, I mean, I know that you're a super creative person and I'll get to that to kind of round out towards the end of the episode. But 
Um, what was your favorite part about the influencing? Was it getting to interact with the businesses? Was it getting to use the product? Like, was it making content? Like if you had to pick kind of a favorite thing about, cause I think another thing that's going to come as a result of this episode is some, it might spark in somebody. Hey, I think I could do that because I think a lot of people think you have to have a butt ton of followers and just be like a content extraordinaire. And we love that. We love to see it. But there are also other people that would qualify to influence, you know, all over the all over the spectrum. But just for you, what drew you to the idea of doing influencer? I think like one is definitely getting to try new products and services and making content. I think it's just fun, like as being a creative person. But also one thing that I feel like if you want to be the best influence in the world is really the relational piece that goes along with being an influencer and building relationships with other influencers as well as the companies that you're working with. And again, going back to the people thinking, oh, I could do this. Like, I didn't realize I could do this. Like, I don't have to have like a million followers to be an influencer. Like, if you just think about it, like for me personally, um, people come to me all the time asking for recommendations just on anything. And this is like before I like even started like making content and things. People are going to go to people that they trust and know will not beat around the bush and tell you if it's good or bad. So really like being relate, if you're relational and you have people that you know are going to come to you because they trust you. And then on top of that, are you creative? Like, can you make good content to show to show this, show your views and also be real. Don't just do it to do it kind of thing. Like really make stuff you're passionate about. Cause I mean, you know, when you're scrolling on TikTok or Instagram and you see someone posting about like a package they got sent or something like that, like some of them actually like love that product, but like you can kind of tell if they're just doing it to get oh, a paycheck. 150%. So really like find, are you genuine? Like, and can people tell that you're genuine? So a big thing that I love about it is the relational aspect and you just meet so many people and like build so many connections. Like I remember going to the launch party and just getting to meet all these people who love to do the same thing that I love to do because kind of like I talked again, going back to the first episode, it's kind of taboo, like to be a creative and like love those kind of things because everybody's like, you're not going to make any money. Like you need to do something realistic um something that you know is going to be like quantifiable so really having people that are passionate about the same thing as you and believe that like you can make a living off of it yeah and I think too like to I I would I would say if you have a genuine following those are the types like don't disqualify yourself if you're not gifted in all of the areas right if you had a genuine following and you were interested in what maybe being an influencer looks like we would want to hear from you. Um, and so if those are people that you have built a relationship with that trust you um, and that are not expecting you to just be like super spammy and like right. a walking ad, that's the type of audience that we're looking for is a genuine following. And so um, I just think about two kind of showing up authentic and real. That's why I love Chance Culp so much. Like, Oh, she has sold out like self tanner and freaking yoga pants and all sorts of stuff that she was not even paid to because people trust that she is no BS. Like, I love this. This is rock star. Go get it now. It's affordable. Like, they'll buy whatever she says, and she's not even paid by them. And so she has a genuine following. She is genuine. And so, 
mean, she has a million followers on TikTok, so she's kind of the exception. But if you're thinking about what does it look like to be an influencer, I think that there are areas that we would want to look at to make sure that, but if you have a genuine following, even if it's not huge, I think that it's so important to know that's kind of what especially small businesses are looking for. I don't care if you're going to reach 30,000 people, if if 1,200 of those people trust you or 800 of those people or only 200 of those people trust you. Like we look at all of those types of things. Um, But I think um, if I'm giving a plug for Society 615, one thing I've really loved and appreciated about Lauren as I've seen her kind of walk into this process like full blown, she has really great ideas. And I think that that's one thing that like, there's so much for like uh, putting oil in your car and, you know, building a house and doing all the kind of mundane tasks when it comes to digital marketing and establishing a presence and crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. And there's value to that where I see this being a really cool adventure. And the thing that I've loved seeing is the ideas that come up out of you being an influencer, being a creative, but then also understanding how to put those things boots to the ground and make it make sense for a client. Like, I love hearing your ideas. And so be inspired and encouraged if you're considering influencer marketing, that you have somebody that understands both sides and they have great ideas and they can practically put those things to work for your business and it's going to pop off. Like it, it just makes sense at the yeah. end of the day. So that's one thing that I love about you that I love seeing um, you get into. So if you've had any hesitation, if you're a local business, if you're considering tapping into the influencer marketing world, um, call us. Uh, you can call me. You can call Lauren. I'll tag Lauren and her socials. Oh, my watch. I have fat we'll wrist, tag Siri. So it'll like. My yeah. wrist will hit the emergency button. Please tell me that that is a Disney World watch band. It is. It has the little snacks on it. We didn't even t- we didn't even scratch that itch because we would have we been, would we it would be wo- the whole episode. We would have woken up four hours later. Lauren just got back from Disney World, and I literally have a wild hair about me to book a trip like on the fly. I can't stop thinking about it. I have a problem. It's a real problem. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. All that to say, we're going to tag Society615. We're going to tag Lauren. Um, but just slide in the DMs. Power of the DMs. Literally, I've got so far in my life through sliding in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, too, like, it's just an opportunity to try something new and different. Like, if you're kind of bored with the ways that you have been advertising or doing digital marketing up to this point, or you're just exhausted, like roll up in the dms and holler at your girl because she's got you covered and she's got great ideas so um and then all backed by us here at our business lab like literally i'm the base and lauren's the flyer and i am just holding her up and she is just stunting yes (laughs) cheer analogies go team Um, but anyway, thank you so much for taking your time to hang out. Yes, it's so fun. I always love coming on here. Yes, awesome. Okay. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and you've taken away some nuggets, some empathy. Hopefully you're going to whip your hair up in a messy bun and just like get GS- it done. GSD the rest of the day. You can know that your girls here at Borough Business Lab, Ladies of the Lab, are doing the same. So thanks for joining us. We'll Bye. see you next week. Bye.